Hey there, Frisbee friends. It's me, Greggy Biscuits, back in Stockton, back in the OTB studios, and I have a special guest with me this morning, all the way from Oklahoma. It's the one and only number, what do we got here? 14 on the tour standings, Holland Hanley. Holland, how are we doing? How are we doing? doing great, man. Doing great. Uh, we're charged up. I've got my, uh, I got my Kev's coffee going. <laughs> down the <laughs> going down the wrong hatch, I guess. We gotta we gotta I watch got that. My... We're off to a blistering start. Yeah, we're killing it. What are you sipping on? I think this is just like Dunkin' Donuts generic or whatever. I mean that's yeah, not a sure. bad uh it's not a bad brew. It's tasty. Okay. The Dunkin' reputation. Ming. Ming saying hello early on. Yeah, heard um, heard you were chilly. Yeah, I'm using his favorite blanket, so he's like mm. trying to get in on this. It's a battle of wills. Uh, oh, he's welcome. He's fine. And so you are there in Oklahoma. You're in the multifunction studio, home, office, training facility. Uh, mm. how's, how's it going? It's, and I think you just had an upgrade, did you not? Yeah, we did. So we were in like a little 21 foot uh, hideout, Keystone hideout, which is tiny trailer, has a little queen bed, has a kitchen, no slide out. So it feels very little. And we just upgraded to 35 foot, three slide outs, fifth wheel. We've got a king bed. We've got a full fridge. We got a full kitchen with an island and an oven and, and all that. We've got two couches. We've got a pullout couch. Um, Tyler's got his whole setup. I mean, we're literally in like a small apartment right now on wheels and it's pretty great. I, you sent me a few sneak preview pics and he has a lovely room with a the view there. Uh, you've got plenty of room for activities. Plenty uh, of room for activities, yeah. Which we know you, you like to get into the antics on the road. Maybe maybe room for a sleepover, you know, there, there's room for the gang. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, there's that pullout couch. So, you know, LR Raven is too hot to sleep in a van. They can just sleep right there, easy peasy. The luxe living. You're great. going to be turning heads when you enter the RV park. I think so. Yeah, I think we're going to have the fancy rig on tour for sure. Now, is there a vision of a wrap? Are you going to go big drone I style? It. Nah, I'm probably not. Um, one, because no one who like knows disc golf really ever sees the the trailer, right? The trailer goes to the park, and then the truck is what goes to the course. So it's like no one's really going to see it. And then oh, they're watching. They're watching. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't know. I feel weird having something wrapped with like advertising that that's me there, which I guess mm -hmm. it's a little different now that I'm not traveling by myself. But I always thought that was a little strange that there's so many women touring by themselves and then they basically got it plastered on their van that like single woman traveling alone. I don't know. Yeah. Safe, safety wise, it doesn't feel super, super great to me to just like advertise that I'm there. Yeah, some sense of security there, staying incognito. Yeah, I like a little anonymity. It can go a long way. Okay, mm -hmm. so you're back though, you're settling in. It was quite the 2022 season again. Number 14 is just the beginning. Number third, you were in the third card for the All-Stars. So that's a big accomplishment. Uh, yeah. So many top tens. I was writing down all your top tens and it's like, gosh, I need to like, find another way to distinct this because you're just crushing it all season. Tell me a little yeah, bit. Let's look back. Tell me about your 2022. 
Yeah, so I mean, going into the year, really the only goal was we're going to do this for a year, see how it goes. So the goal really was just like make it to a second year, you know, do well enough that I'm not completely out of money and that ideally I'm getting a little better sponsorship offers and I can make this a little bit more viable. Um, So I think we did that. I think we did that just fine. Um, Actually did end up not like burning through my savings, actually made money this year, which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, just, you know, going back, starting with Vegas, it was kind of, I didn't really know what expectations to have of myself. Cause if we look at last year, you know, I competed in four events and they were all pretty like, they're not really worth writing home about. Um, I don't think I finished in the top 20 at any of the events I, I played at. And so this year it was kind of like just focusing on not so much how I was finishing. I didn't really have an idea in mind of like getting top tens or anything, but then come out at Vegas, play really well, got on chase card for the first time, ended up in eighth place. Um, and then it was like the Texas swing was kind of lackluster, but yeah, like you said, it's almost faster to count how many times I didn't finish in the top 10 uh, than to count in the top 10 finishes. I was pretty consistently around that like third card spot mm-hmm. in every tournament, which was pretty cool. Yeah, it's really awesome to see you more and more on coverage. Uh, like you mentioned, Las Vegas Open at Belton, fourth at Texas States, fifth at Jonesboro, OTB Open, the Preserve. The list goes on. Of course, there's a little tournament called Ledgestone where there was that moment. Yeah, there was a, a noteworthy thing at Ledgestone, we could call it. <laughs> uh, what do you do with uh, that river, that rive? Right now, it's actually, uh, I have a little storage compartments that are like under the RV. It's actually sitting there right now. Um, at the end of the round, I asked everyone who was playing and caddying on the card to sign it. So, you know, sign it like you would an ace disc. So I've got a signed Albatross disc just chilling in storage down there. Um, I don't really have any plans for it. I retired it immediately after the shot. <laughs> um, that was my big question. Is it still a thrower or is it retired? Oh, no, it, it hasn't been thrown since it was thrown in for the Albatross. Because, I mean, I always keep minimum four rives in the bag, right? So we've got to have your beefy rive, which is usually some kind of orbit. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the beat-in rive, which is the bomber that's been in the bag for a long time. Um, and then you've got one that's in the process of being beat-in. And then you have a water rive, mm-hmm. right? So that's, I have to throw over water. You can't throw the disc that you're scared to lose over water. This, so I always the sacrificial life. Exactly. It's usually somewhere between fresh and about a month old. Um, because mm-hmm. I lose them all the time. They're water rives. And so that one was a water rive. It was a disc I was perfectly fine with losing. So mm-hmm. in my mind, retiring it was just like, oh well, it's the same as if I'd thrown it in the water, which doesn't throw my game off at all because I've got three other rives. <laughs> I'll just load up and load up the next one. We're moving on. Yeah. That had to be exciting. Of course, you had already gotten your signature disc, the suspect, earlier in the season. Yeah, that was interesting because I wasn't actually going to get a Tour Series disc originally, um, but they did this special thing with me and Raven and John because none of us were really, like, big enough yet to warrant getting a Tour Series. So they just did a run, and then they split it between the three of us Mm -hmm. based off the pre-order. So, like, we all kind of together had a tour series disc um but that was nice because i did give a little extra financial help um on the road and then you know dd coming out with the albatross disc after that happened and then the lucid x vader um 
all of that was just kind of bonus money that I wasn't, <clears throat> I wasn't expecting going into the year. So really grateful to DD for that. Uh, third place at Worlds. How did that feel? Third place at Worlds. That was pretty cool, actually, because after that first round, like in round one, I went OB, I think, <clears throat> I think I went OB eight times and I shot even. Mm -hmm. So you can do that math in your head. Uh, I think that was like seven birdies, seven bogeys or something like that and shot even and then shot an okay second round. And then in the third round, just decided to not be scared of the OB anymore and to just like commit to my shots, put the disc in the air, give it a chance. I went OB one time on hole two and that was my only bogey for the day. And then I shot 10 down yeah. um, and that kind of just like put me all the way up on the lead card. And then from there it was, you know, I think it, it says something because like Henna, Evelina, and Kristen are like the easiest people to play with. Mm -hmm. They don't get they don't get super upset or hard on themselves, and they're just like low key encouraging. You mm -hmm. know, they're not over there like jumping up and down and screaming for you when you throw a decent shot, but you get like a little line of fist bumps when you know you execute what you meant to do. So it's just a very like low key, but like supportive kind of vibe on the card, and so it was real easy to just like settle in and enjoy the moment. Um, and it was kind of, I didn't have any expectations there either. Cause it's like, I'm on the lead card, which is not where anyone expected me to be. So just, just enjoy it and stay in the moment. And it was really cool. Steady golfing. Just steady golfing. It's gotta be a relief when you have a, a nice relaxing card like that to take you, take that yeah. pressure off. Yeah. I mean, I like most of the people on tour, but there are definitely people where I see I have to play, I'm playing with them and I'm kind of like, ah, this is going to be a little bit more stressful of a day than it needed to be. Uh, did you, does the tournament stand out as your favorite one of the season? Um, I, I have a few favorites. Um, and I'm not just saying this because this is the OTB podcast, but the OTB Ooh. Open is one of my favorites for the year. Stanley, mark this down. This is a check mark. Yeah, she's got. <laughs> yeah, well, because for that tournament, it was, uh, you know, I had been traveling by myself pretty much up until that point. Um, Tyler had jumped on tour for Jonesboro and DDO, but I had shout mostly been kind of, yeah, shout out Tyler. I'd been mostly in my own little world. And then um, I flew out to OTB and then stayed with Stanley um and because i wasn't you know with my own truck and my own trailer and everything i kind of had to be okay with asking favors and like rely on others and so that kind of got me out of my shell and got me talking to people that was the week where like ella and raven and i kind of became a trio mm -hmm. and um when i really started like that was when i met aaron and like we became friends so the otb open was where like i really started to make friends on tour and kind of set the tone for the rest of the year. And then also just, you know, hanging out at the shop, the shenanigans and all that's always I was going to say, you were in close proximity to the shop, so we got to see you a mm -hmm. fair amount. Although, I, again, as this seems to be the case with the actual OTV Open, I'm not at the shop as much as I'd like to be. But uh, I thought there was a lot of fun video. You guys had the putting game. And oh, yeah. all sorts of all sorts of hilarious content. Let's talk about oh, um, friendships on the road a little bit. How important is that uh, as a touring pro? I mean, I think it's it's kind of it's very important because I mean, if you're not fr if you don't have like that group of people that you can just kind of chill and relax with and like recharge with. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm saying that even as an introvert, like you still need to be like around people and kind of have that relaxing 
it brings things into perspective because otherwise you're just grinding and uh if and you're, you're around this everyone's around the community it's sort of forced that you have to be interactive to a certain yeah degree. you're eventually gonna gonna interact with people and, and it's just a fact that like most of the people here you know we're living in our vehicles like we need favors from people we need help with finding wi-fi and laundry places and so you kind of end up it, it becomes this community of like any opportunity i have to help someone i do and then I'm not afraid to ask for help when I need it because people just give it and never expect anything in return. And so it's this really kind of special group of people. And then, you know, the friendship part of it is you got to have some something separate from just like playing and just grinding all of the time. Otherwise, you get burnt out. And so having that group of friends is really, really instrumental there. Uh, let's go ahead and just, you know, boil it down. <clears throat> best best friend, Ella or Raven. Sorry, Tyler. Oh, don't make don't make me do that. We're a trio. I don't pick. I don't yeah, pick a, one or the other. It's, it's a triumvirate. It's a triumvirate. It's a triumvirate. Yes. Yeah, a hundred percent. How much of the week would you say goes into the uh, the planning and the execution of you know your? We don't want to call it content. We want to call it art. <laughs> content, art, whatever. I mean. It's not the most organized thing, you know, I do, I do pro tips every Tuesday slash Wednesday slash Thursday slash when I get to it. Um, and then I try to have like, you know, some kind of funny reel and some kind of like cool reel before the tournament. So I'm, I'm trying to get like three or four posts out a week. Um, and I mean, it, it really just depends because some of the, so honestly, the best ones are the ones that take like five seconds to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know Instagram, but, um, really not that much time. The pro tips sometimes take some time because there's a little bit of planning and logistics involved sometimes, but like, I don't know, maybe an hour, hour or two. When inspiration strikes, you know, you have to act on it. Yeah, exactly. Fun. And that's fun intended. That's hang out with Ella and Raven. Cause I could just be like, guys, I have an idea. And like, they usually know exactly what I mean instantly. And so it takes no time at all to get it going. It's been a little tougher in the off season. Cause I'm like, I got to, I keep coming up with all of these ideas, but I need my other two people. Would you say that you're all uh, equally writing slash directing slash acting, or would you say some, one of you takes a, a directorial role? Uh, I think it depends. Cause it's like, if it's Raven's idea, Raven's going to take the reins on it. Um, Ella and I might have a suggestion on like a little, a little tweak to just like elevate it. But it's kind of like, if it's your idea, you're running the show. You tell us what to do kind of thing. And then, of course, you do have the forum videos. So let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, that's been pretty successful. And I must say, thank you, because I picked up a few pointers as well uh, from those vids. And it's definitely helped, uh, especially the, the backhand stroke. Good, good. Yeah, I mean, I started that um... Because as we all know, like branding yourself is kind of really important uh, in addition to being able to play well. And so I knew like you can be a really good player, but that's just not enough anymore. You got to also have a bit of a social media following. And so I'm trying to think of like, how do I grow this? I don't want to do what some players do where they just let people into their everyday lives. Because mm -hmm. um, that's just not really me. That's not something I'm super comfortable with. But I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to form stuff. Uh, I get into that headspace and it's all I think about, all I talk about. Um, and so it was very easy to just be like, well, let's just make this into some content. It's something I enjoy doing anyway. 
and it's something that other people may find uh, beneficial. So, you know, I came up with a couple ideas to start and I just like, was like, whatever, we'll just put one out there. I'm just going to start doing it and see what happens. And it like immediately took off. That first post was like by far the best Instagram post uh, in terms of like metrics that I had done and people really seemed to like them. Um, so I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do one post a week. That's just really good quality. Um, <clears throat> as long as I can keep coming up with ideas for it, but it's been really cool to have people who come out and they'll come up to me and they'll say like, Oh, you know, great job playing. It was fun watching you. And then they're like, but also we really love your, your pro tips because they've been super helpful. Mm-hmm. So that's been very, um, that's been very cool to see like that kind of that small little impact I'm having in a, in a few people's, um, you know, games of just like, just an idea to work on or just a way to, to better their practice methodology. And then it also kind of gives mm-hmm. me an outlet to kind of put these ideas out. Um, so it's been really cool. It's probably been one of my best ideas for the, the season for sure. And was that a pressure coming from DD for you to treat? No, like that, not or? at all. Mm-hmm. Not or at all. Um, yeah. At the level of sponsorship that I was, it's, it's like the way my contract was spelled out, right? It's not, there are no hard requirements other than, mm-hmm. you know, you need to wear the logo and like, you know, represent mm-hmm. the team well. Like there's like a whole, you know, way you need to behave and it's all pretty basic stuff. It's like, be a good human mm-hmm. kind of deal. But there's no, like, you have to make so many posts a week or, or any of that. Um, it's very much structured to like incentivize rather than demand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, anyone who's paying attention can see like, the social media and having a following is very, very important because at the mm-hmm. end of the day, what the manufacturer wants is for you to sell discs. Correct. No. And so again, even if it's not uh, articulated in writing, it's an unspoken thing. It's, but you have... it's unspoken and anyone who's yeah. paying attention can see that it's clearly very important. Um, and you understand yeah. as a newer player, you have to get yourself out there and that's a, a motivation that you had just, you know, anyways, right? Yeah, totally. And I think there was kind of a, a void, like there weren't, there aren't a ton of FPO who make the kind of content that I make. And so it, it's really become a niche for me. Mm-hmm. Like I said, something I enjoy doing anyway, so it really doesn't feel like work to put the content out every week. Have you had a predilection to being kind of an instructive person in your, because again, past sports, your athletic background before disc golf? Uh, a little bit. I did a little bit of coaching in volleyball, but really I think like that ability to take a complicated thing and break it down and explain it to anyone, that's actually more of an engineering skill, I think. Because mm-hmm. um, in my old job, you know, I worked in manufacturing as a process engineer. So part of my job was, um, you know, my boss might be like, hey, we want to build a better machine to do this process. Um, you're going to go become the expert on that. And then mm-hmm. work with our, you know, our whatever other teams to get that machine designed and built. And so I have to go in there and see this process that I don't understand. And I have to go from complete like novice at it to the team's expert on it in, you know, whatever short amount of time. And then be able to explain that to other departments who maybe aren't engineers. And be able to explain it to your VPs, be able to explain it to your regulatories, to all these different mm-hmm. And so like that skill of taking a complicated thing, dissecting it, understanding it thoroughly, and then explaining it, mm-hmm. um, very transferable to coaching, actually. For sure. Yeah. Always collecting data, always analyzing. Always. 
Uh, and so now we are in that stage of analysis with the off season here. Talk a little bit about shifting from competition mode into the off season training mode. Cause now yes. you're, your, you are your own student. Yes, I am my own student. Um, yeah, it's interesting the, the like switch in mindset. Cause when you're in tournament mode every week in and week out, you need to believe that you're, current skill set that you have is all that you need, right? That it's sufficient. That's very important for having confidence when you go out on the course. Cause if you're sitting there and nitpicking your form, like in the middle of a round or even in the middle of preparing for a tournament, you're kind of in trouble. Uh -huh. um, Cause you want to just be able to enter that state of like not thinking and just reacting. Um, but then when you get into the off season, that's, we have this like long, period of time where I actually can sit down and start to dissect things. So um, I actually uh, have been consulting my friend Josh at Overthrow. Um, he had some ideas for what I could do. And so we, we had like a good little 20, 30 minute meeting where we kind of discussed some ideas. And so I've just been hammering away at that. Um, mm -hmm. It's been, I haven't played a, an actual round since um, Veterans Park Open a few weeks ago. It's just been a lot of uh, like drills without the disc and then throwing into the net. And then yesterday was actually the first day I started throwing in a field because it was the first day where I felt like the changes were mm. like fair enough that I could actually start throwing. What are some of the big things you're focused on uh, with this off season? Yeah, so right now actually, um, it was something Josh pointed out about my backhand Anheusers. Um, here I can demo it a little bit on the oh, video. We're gonna, but... we're gonna get the live demo here, folks. Yeah, yeah. So he That's right, morning that, round exclusive. Yeah, so he noticed that um, when I was in my reach back, the disc would be like on hyzer, so the top of the disc, you know, facing out this way. And then uh -huh. I would pull through, and I would end up throwing it nose up in order to get it on an anhyzer angle. And so I was losing power and distance because of that nose up angle. And so I've been mm -hmm. working on actually having the bottom of the disc facing outwards. So instead of having like this thumb up reach back, having this like pinky up reach back, which has mm -hmm. been a real pain to get to stick because I found like every time I would reach back on this angle. And then as soon as I start to pull through, I would do like this little like weird wrist hyperextension, turn the disc mm -hmm. and then pull it through the way I always had. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been a lot of like, just sitting here without a disc of just like reaching and following through. Cause uh, the thing he pointed out to me was if you reach back like this, then when you follow uh -huh. through your, your wrist kind of naturally turns and then you finish with the thumb up and that actually puts the nose down on the disc. Um, so I think there's a lot of potential there. Uh, Cause another problem I've, I've thought I had is like not getting as much leg into it as possible. And I think, because I'm kind of releasing on the nose up, the way I counteract it is by kind of leaning forward into the throw. And so uh -huh. if I fix the arm thing, I can now sit a little bit more straight up, get a little, keep my weight back a little bit longer and get a little bit more of my legs into it. So I'm hoping down the line, it'll actually lead to distance improvement for all of my shot angles. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's been the focus for the moment. Yeah, that sounds like uh, plenty to chew on. Because you yeah. don't want to, you don't want to be changing too much stuff about your form, I would imagine. Because again, you had yeah, some I mean, really good, you did have some great results this year. Yeah, totally. And like, um, yeah, it is kind of a trade off of like, how quickly do you think you can get these changes implemented? So that's why, you know, I'm not really touching my forehand right now, even though I do think there's areas for improvement because I'm like mm -hmm. 
let's get this backhand thing changed. And then, you know, we got to start because anytime you change your form, you kind of have to relearn your discs. You kind of have to relearn your angles and your aiming points. Uh So trying to get all of that dialed in and then kind of giving myself like a deadline of like, okay, you're done making form changes probably like mid January. So I have a full month then to start dialing in like the golfing side of things. Uh And then once we get to that first tournament of the year, kind of turning the switch off of practice mode and back on into competitive mode where it's like, okay, whatever my swing is right now, it's fine. It's perfect. It's all I need. And then getting back into that kind of competitive mindset. It is interesting what you said, uh, working with Jonathan, uh, just, it's good to have an outside perspective on what you're working on. So you don't get too stuck in kind of a, a rut, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he's got a lot more experience, you know, analyzing people's form and, and giving, uh, suggestions and drills. So he's a little quicker to identify, like, you know, cause it's easy to look at your swing and be like, okay, here are all the problems with it, but to be able to pick apart what is a symptom and what's actually a cause. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause a lot of times, you know, you might see that you're rounding, but like, okay, well, what's the, what's one thing, you know, if we back up a few steps, what's the thing you need to change to actually do that? Is it something with your feet? Is it something with your upper body? Um, uh-huh. Because he's got a little bit more experience there. He's able to help me more quickly identify the cause so that I am more efficient with my, my time. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's cool. So looking forward to 2023, which course are you excited to attack again? I'm pretty excited to come back to the Texas courses. So come back to Waco, um, mostly because I I finished like 17th. It was one of my worst finishes. Uh And because it was so early, I felt like my game really evolved a lot from the beginning of the season toward the end of the season. There are a lot of shots that I have now that I just didn't really have back then. So I'm kind of excited to get revenge on some of those early courses. For sure. And again, just you'll have the truck and trailer, the full rig, full tour. How many dates are we looking at? Have you mapped it out yet? I have mapped it out. I'm trying to remember the number. So I'll be at all of the stateside elite series and majors. And then I think I have four or five silver events uh, on the calendar. And then I may throw in a couple A tiers as well. We'll see. Um, But I'm definitely wanting to leave. Like right now I have it a nice little rhythm where it's like four weeks on and then a week off and then four weeks on a week off. And so I want to kind of keep that pace of, of having a week off uh, here and there. So we can go see uh-huh. stuff, you know, go see sites around the country and that sort of thing. And then also just have a little bit of a break. And we'll see you in Stockton, correct? Absolutely. We got, and remember Purple Friday, I see the disc golf bra hoodie. I don't see if I see the purple, it might be under there. You're usually one of the better ones. It's not, it's not purple. Oh, it's the maroon. It's, that's uh, the maroon frog. I believe that's the maroon Well, frog. I don't have the purple one. Uh-oh. I have I maroon and I have green. I don't have the purple one. And it's, oh, wow. it's too cold to not wear a hoodie. So it is like 30 degrees here. So It's true. Yeah, that wintertime golf is a little tricky, huh? Also, it's off season. I don't know what day it is. I have no <laughs> idea today's Friday. It's one of the days, I'm sure. It's wake up and then practice, eat lunch, hit the gym, practice, go to bed. That's every day is the exact same. So I don't know what day it is. Do you see yourself uh, maintaining like your training or expanding that next season? Not training, but like uh, instruction for people. Do you think you'll do more clinics or kind of do more in-person 
um, kind I of construction. I would be super down to do more clinics. Um, the The reality of it is, is every time, every you know, hour I take away from, or every hour I, I give to like instructional work, it's like taking away from my own preparation for the course and my own um, chores and rest and all of that. So I do have to be kind of cognizant of my time management. You wouldn't think that just practicing and playing tournaments all the time is that time consuming, but it's actually very time consuming. Um, there's a lot, there's but, a lot more that goes know, into it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot that goes into it. Um, but I have, you know, there've been a couple groups that have like reached out, you know, about running clinics. And so I'm kind of like, if there's a group, there's like a shop or a club that wants to take care of the finding people and marketing and putting the word out such that I just have to show up and run the clinic, super down for that. So mm -hmm. that's kind of what I'm looking at for, for next year for running clinics. Any other goals for 2023? Um, I don't have a ton of big goals. I mean, I try to keep... I try to keep what I'm trying to do like within the context of stuff that I can control. So I don't make goals of like, Oh, a top 10 finish at every tournament. Cause like, you don't necessarily have control over that. So uh -huh. my, my goals are really are just to like keep refining my game um, to live up to the higher, uh, you know, there's, there's um, in terms of like sponsorships and stuff, there are going to be some more expectations in terms of like content and that sort of thing. So to continue to put out quality content that is helpful to people um, and then just to like kind of stay in the right headspace. Uh, that's really what I'm more focused on. It's not so much what is my finish. It's just like, how is uh -huh. my mental doing? Am I trusting my game? Am I executing my game plan? Am I playing without fear? That sort of thing. So really it's just to kind of keep doing my thing and keep getting better. Well, it's been great watching you do your thing all season long. It was very impressive. We're proud of you here. And excited to see what you're gonna accomplish in 2023. Oh, uh, I lost you for one second. Uh, well, I guess that's the natural uh, in indicator. We're getting it's it's, it's about that time. Uh, any other shout outs you want to make right now? Um, yeah, I mean, I'll give a quick thank you to all my sponsors: Dynamic Discs, you guys, OTB Discs, uh, Chain Shark, Disc Golf, Bra, Flight Towel. Um, everybody makes it possible for me to do this. Um, I do have a bunch of Tour Series discs available for sale, so if you're interested in a suspect or an evader, hit me up on Instagram, Halls underscore seventeen. And yeah, that's it. I bag that suspect. It's a it's a good thrower. It's a good one. It's a good one. All right, Holland. Well, thanks so much for joining us uh, here on Morning Round. I think maybe we need, yeah, we're good to go. Stanley says goodbye. Bye, uh, Sam. It's always good to see you. And thanks again for always hanging out and saying what up at the OTB Roadshow tent. I know it was, we had some fun hijinks ourselves. Yeah, thanks for letting me uh, crash your party repeatedly. Okay, our pleasure. All right, Holland, enjoy the rest of your day. Ming looks like she uh, might not let you move, or he. Oh, yeah, he is passed out. He is curled up and passed out. Well, at least half of your body is warm, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, Holland, have a great day, and we'll see you down the road. Yep, catch you later. Bye. All right, everybody, we're signing off chatting with Holland Hanley. This has been Greggy Biscuits. You are you. Have a nice day and happy Frisbee golfing.